Um, this is Mike Bayonne of The Weird is a New Black Show. And right now, I'm giving you a quickie, okay? That's right. More bombs. More bombs for that ass. Because, you know, I usually give you guys some nice, like, cool interviews with people, you know, and I never really get a chance to get into my bag completely because, you know, my bag is deep, pause, you know what I'm saying? Like, I got a, it's a lot of layers to me out here in these streets, so allow me to just get into some things here, okay, on my side. Something I wanted to address, and I didn't want to wait till the next show to do it because, you know, the way things work out here in social media Things can become old like that. A finger snap, folks. Within the blink of an eye, what's new today could be old within an hour. So why wait around? So I want to discuss something real quick. So for anybody who follows me on Instagram, my Instagram is at King Mike Bayon. Again, at K-I-N-G-M-I-K-E-B-E-O-N. Right, so a couple weeks ago... I had like a most like one of the most bizarre weekends ever. Uh, took a picture with Michael B. Jordan at my favorite comic book store. It was funny, yo, because um, that Saturday went downtown, running around, had to cop some Japanese incense for my apartment. You know, brother, gotta be classy out here. You feel me? Um, trying to be on my uh, my nineteen ninety nine. Nah, sorry, my 1989, I'll be sure out here when it comes to my apartment. You know what I'm saying? They come up in here, it's going to be night and day. You feel me? Night and day. Yeah. So, you know, scratch that. I walked down from, like, where I was at on 16th from Pine. From there down to Old City because, like, yo, it was it was nice out that day. It was beautiful. I said, yo, F catching the trolley or the L with them, um, you know, with them ruffians. You know what I mean? Them peons and whatnot, and we're gonna take this walk down there. Got down there, it was cool. But mind you, side note, Mother Nature played the hell out of me. Actually, out of all of us in the city. Because, Dick, in the afternoon that Saturday, it was nice, sun was out, people out there in shorts, women out there in sundresses. It was kind of sexy out there, you know what I'm saying? Next thing you know, sun went down, temperature went down too. And I said, oh shit, I got to get back home. Cause this ain't nice, you know what I'm saying? So, but back to the comic book store. So I was in there for a couple hours because my homegirl was in there working by herself. I'm usually in there with my homie Brian um, and my homegirl Casey. You know, I'm always back there behind the counter just talking shit or whatever. I don't work there, but I'm just there. I'm kind of like how Kramer is, you know what I mean? Not racist, but you know, you know what I'm saying? Like just always hanging around Jerry's spot. That's how I am over there. So this Saturday, um, my homie Brian just happened to go on vacation down in Virginia, and I was over there with my homegirl Casey. We was kicking it there for the entire day. I'm like, you by yourself, I'm going to keep you company. So bet. We behind the um, the counters talking, focusing on nothing, and the store was empty. Like, yeah, customers in the back, but it was like two of them, a couple, you know, looking at comics or whatever. 
we there on the joint behind the, uh, the counter and not even focusing on the uh, security camera. We look up, Michael B. Jordan comes in with his lady friend and he was like, yo, what up? I'm like, yo, what up? My homegirl, like, starstruck immediately. Face got redder than a beast. You know what I mean? Redder than a, a red delicious. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, so it was, it was cool. Um, she was like, yo, can I get a picture? My man was just like, Cool, after I'm done running all, all these, uh, looking around at the store or whatever, we can get a picture. She was cool. I'm still, I'm I'm playing the cool part, as I always do, you know what I'm saying? Like, all right, bet. My man's in the back, not getting gassed or whatever, you know? So, after he did what he did, came back out, got the comics he wanted to get. He's Apparently, he's a fan of soccer, and, uh... He bought, like, a, a trade version of Marvel's Infinity, I guess, preparing for the movie or whatever, right? And, because uh, he's in town shooting, uh, preparing to shoot Creed 2 and all that, so, right. I think Dolph Lundgren was, like, in town a week before taking a picture on the, on the Rocky Steps, right? So, you know, we get the pictures in there. And let me tell you something, yo. Social media is a funny, funny, funny thing. Because I swear to God, whenever I post pictures on Instagram, the highest I ever got might be like 100, right? 100 likes. And I don't know how I got 100 likes. It just happens. Like I, I follow like 1,000 people on there or 1,000 people follow me, but I may crack like 100 every once in a while. Dog, let me tell you something. This picture got like 300 joints. I, and not even that, like, I found myself being like posted on like five or six different Michael B. Jordan fan pages, God. I'm like, this is what fame is? This is what it's all about? Find yourself being plastered on like fan pages and shit? That's wild. You know? And the thing is, like, I feel for cats like that because, like, look, man, you be here trying to chill out, trying to mind your business. You ain't trying to, you know, do nothing. You're trying to enjoy your life. And just so happens, you know, you're famous. So everybody in the mind want a picture of you. Everybody in the mind got their cameras out. You can't walk down the street without somebody, like, pulling up their phone and recording you, yo. And trying to post on the Instagram page on their Facebook page. It's like, damn, dog, like, privacy is no longer a thing for you. You can't do nothing. You can't sneeze. You can't fart. You can't do nothing out here without somebody being there with a camera of some sort reporting it to everybody, you know? So, that's the crazy part. There's like people think about, yeah, I want to be famous. I'm like, nigga, nah, fuck that, yo, because I don't need people being around me, man, taking pictures. Hey, what you doing? What you doing? What you doing? You know? That shit gets kind of annoying sometimes, bro. But it comes with the game, comes with the territory, and at the same time, it's a blessing to have fans, people who support you, people want to see you out there doing your thing. So, you can't really be mad at that. So, you know, that there's that. So let's fast forward to everything that's been happening this week. So today I see uh, Bill Cosby was found guilty of being a creep. But like, you know, being a creep, that's, you know, that's, that's extra. But in terms of, you know, like drugging and raping and all that, things he's been accused of. The first trial, no problem. He got retried. They got his ass. Boom. And, you know, I might even like, 
I'm not shocked that was going that that it happened, you know, because I felt like yo, you couldn't couldn't do all that you did and and not get caught up out here, you know. Like yeah, all those charges on you from all those women saying you did those did those like foul acts, dude, it's gonna happen. You're gonna get caught up for it, and you're gonna get go down for it, man. And don't get me don't get me wrong. Like at the end of the day, I still watch the Cosby Show because that was the show I grew up on. It's funny as hell and all that. But at the same time, like I can't really dig the person behind it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it hurts. This dude, I grew up like not. I won't say I idolized Bill Cosby, but the brother made pudding pops, man. I'm sorry, he didn't make him, but you know he was, he was Jello Pudding Man. He was a Pudding Pop Man, and he was like the father figure on TV. Who was a doctor, cause like he had everything. And then next thing you know, you hearing like, yo, after like Hannibal Burris did what he did, you know, it all came out in the wash, and like, boom, Time Magazine, like Fifty Women on the cover, like, yo, Bill Cosby got me, and it was just like, damn, homie. You can't, like, listen out of all 50 of the women. I'm like, that's a lot of numbers, B. And at first I was like, come on, man. This is Bill Cosby, man. Bill wouldn't do that shit. Then he started reading more and more about what happened and hearing more about the stories and the details. And it's like, like 50 Cent meme that was out there. He might, yeah, he did that shit. Or he might did that shit. And, you know, it's just... It's it's tough, man, but at the end of the day, I got to stand for my morals. You know what I mean? I got to stand on what I believe in, and if you do something wrong to people, take advantage of somebody, especially in the case of rape, and you actually do that shit, you deserve to have the fucking book thrown at you, bro. You know what I'm saying? Especially if you're drugging people out here. That ain't the shit. That ain't the move. Now, mind you, I know back in the 70s, everybody's popping Quaaludes and Spanish Fly and shit. People's on their drug shit. I understand that. But, listen. Ain't no excuses out here, B. You know? But, again, it is what it is. And um, Bill Cosby's ass out right now, bro. And, like, side note, yo, like, can anybody tell me when Bill Cosby's, like, his eyes started going cocky and shit? Or, or if that was like, or was that karma? That was like, yo, all right, you did what you did for so long. I'm going to fucking make your eye crazy. You know what I mean? I don't know. I need answers. Somebody let me know when his eye went cocky. Can anybody tell me that? Huh? Huh? Can anybody tell me that? I guess not, huh? Well. That sucks. Anyway, let's fast forward to what I really want to talk about, you know, because it's a Thursday night and I wanted to, uh, you know, I'm getting preparing myself for watching my favorite show on TV at the moment, Atlanta. You know, it's on right now, but I got a connection where I can watch it a half hour later, you know, not on TV. No snitching, no snitching, no snitching. But uh, I want to discuss... Kanye West, yeah, there's a line from one of his songs 
might have been on late registration. And the end of the song, he says, sorry, Mr. West is gone. And he is, in a way. And people, people grow and people change. You're not going to be the same person you were yesterday. And Dan shouldn't be the same person you were seven years ago. So I think that's the one thing we have to get in our heads, like on the song uh, on the album, on the life of Pablo, it's a song that says, I miss the old Kanye. It's something that everybody says, you know, like they missed the Kanye when he was like just fun, you know, when he wasn't bugging out, you know, before the Taylor Swift shit. But actually after that, he dropped, um, my Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, and that album's fire, especially Power. That video, iconic like a motherfucker, trust me. My man was in that video with the um, with the Horus train. You know what I mean? Horus is the Egyptian god. That chain was big as a motherfucker. But yeah, but, you know, people missed the Kanye that was, I don't know, that was re- relatable or just, I don't know, just different from what the incarnation is right now. I mean, I check this out. Back when I was in high school, um, probably my senior year, 2001, going 2002, I know I'm dating myself here, old ashy man talking, but dig, I'm on something, right? So back then, um, I used to get these mixtapes. This is when like Joe Button starts popping out, you know, and like, you know, Jay-Z had just dropped Blueprint, was working on Blueprint 2 in that, in that time period. I remember hearing like Kanye West freestyles. I'm thinking like, yo, this dude is is dope. This guy is ill. So I was a fan buying mixtapes of his, like the Louis Vuitton Don joints. I was like the, the Get Well Soon mixtape. Like all these different joints he put out. I was like, this guy is ill. He's ill because he did a song with like Little Brother. You know, they was like they were one of my favorite groups coming up. And you know, he was just doing him. He did the song. He had songs with Consequence. You know, they did, they remade the electric relaxation joint by Tribe. Like, it was just jamming. He always had joints with Dwelle. Like, he, to me, was, at least from Chicago, he was carrying on, like, the Native Tongue vibe in a way. And for those who don't know Native Tongues, again, that's Tribe, they lie, Jungle Brothers, Black Sheep, Shiali, early on, Queen Latifah, Moni Love, you know, it was like his whole entire collective of, of of people, right? And you know, he was just a, he just seemed to be about something something ill. You know, like he was he was cocky as fuck. You know, some might say he was arrogant, but he was a talented dude. Through the wire video, my man was like rapping through an actual wire after a car accident, and then he um, had a few appearances on um, maybe one appearance on Death. Poetry Jam, where he did the uh, the self conscious joint, and he did the one uh, he did the spoken word version of um, "All Falls Down." That first album, College Dropout, was my shit because I was in college then. I was a sophomore, junior in college, and that album was like the shit that got me through things, bro. Especially that song "Spaceships." Come on, man! Like I was remember like being. Like, it's going around town, man, listening to that song and zoning out to that shit because it was just, it illustrated how I felt about life at the time. It has meant, it's meant so much to me, you know, and 
I was always a fan. Late Registration came out. Love it. Diamonds Off Forever. The shit. Love that album. And then going to um, and Graduation came out. Loved it. I miss, I'm glad I, I, I missed out on the Glow in the Dark tour, but I got the book over there. And I just loved his ideas and his concepts. And though um, 808 and Heartbreaks was a bit of a deviation from what we usually, ex- usually expected from him, I still dug it. Because it spoke on an emotional level about love and love lost and just all those emotions that normally spoke about in hip-hop on that level. Well, if you don't access as incorrect, because you got to count, um, what album is that, yo? You got to count Andre 2000's Love Below for all that, right? But yeah, mentioning all that. You know, he's making fire beats and shit. He was just out here doing it. You know, then he had a little messed up with the Taylor Swift shit, whatever. You know, he lost his moms. I'm sure that impacted him in a way I can never understand. And, you know, he came back with My, my Beautiful Dark, Twisted Fantasy, then Yeezus. No, no, before Yeezus, he, he had that um, Watch the Throne with Hove. And that album was fire to me, yo. Pure fire. Then it was Jesus and the life of Pablo and all this stuff that's been happening as of late, you know? Um, and I really started to fall in in and out of, like, my understanding of Kanye once Jesus dropped. Like, as I got older now, you know, I fucks with Jesus. Just because I have my rebellious moments in life. And I just feel like this skitsing out and shit. So I'll play that just to get my blood running. Like, you know, like black skinheads. Um, I am a god. And all those joints. But there was certain things about him that I just couldn't understand. Like the whole car, him getting with the Kardashians. I was like, nigga, what? But, you know, you love who you love and you dig who you dig. So I can't really say anything about that. You know, you happy, you happy out here. And that's all that matters. But, nigga, I was really just not feeling that whole entire vibe, man. I'm like, all right, man. You know? My man out here with the fucking... You know? But... I feel like everybody... It's unfair. You know, I'm not a fan of Kardashians. It's unfair to blame them... For his actions. Kanye's a grown ass man. He's accountable for his own things. You know. And. You can't. Like we can't just say yo. It's the Kardashians that's causing these problems. Like nah bro. Nah my man had them issues building up. You know. Beforehand. You know what I'm saying. And it was there when he got with her. And they there right now. Like, I don't know what's up with Bull, man. Like, Bull, Philly's coming out of me. I don't know what's coming up with him. I don't know what's going in his head. But the thing that I will do now and I will say is that despite the craziness that I'm about to mention, I do have compassion. Probably like, compassion? Like, fuck that dude. Nah, man, I can't, I can't do that, man. Because you know what? At the end of the day, I don't know that, man. He don't know me. I don't owe that man, and he don't owe me. 
as far as his views go, like his political views, I don't give a fuck if he's a Democrat, Republican, Independent, doesn't matter to me. But what does matter to me is piping up and celebrating this clown of a president that we have by the name of Donald Trump. That's my beef. In 2005, Kanye famously stood next to Mike Myers during the Hurricane Katrina Marathon, and he said it out of his mouth that George Bush doesn't care about black people. And we were like all astounded, like, oh shit, this nigga said what? And you see Mike Myers standing next to him looking very, very uncomfortable. And, you know, in Mike's positions, in Mike's position at the time, I understood the vibe. Because Mike did not, well, after a statement like that, what could you say? What could you do? Couldn't do a damn thing, right? You stay there and you taking it. That's it. But, you know, that was a historical moment. Because, you know, like Kanye um, had mentioned how his mother was, uh, you know, there during the sit-ins. You know, both of his parents were, like, deep into the community or, you know, they were very pro-black in their endeavors, you know? So we have that. We had Kanye of that nature. I mean, each album, you know, that came out, there was something of that nature, of, like, of him speaking from that point of view. In every album. But to go from that, to go from someone who in 2005 said George Bush doesn't care about black people to 2018 siding with Donald Trump who says, uh, you know, people say he's not racist, but yet at his, um, at one of his rallies, it's not rallies, what do you call it? When he was on the campaign trail, he was giving a speech somewhere, and he said, yo, there goes my African-American. The hell is that? What is my African-American? What is that? You know? Oh, you guys are black friends. First of all, bro. Like, I will not forget how vehement he was about putting away the Central Park Five. I cannot forget him creating a full page ad about him trying to demonize those like those those men who were young boys at the time. Right? Let's not forget back when he uh, was in his real estate, you know, real estate days with buildings and those apartments, how he was discriminating against black and Latinos in his buildings. Let's not forget that. Hmm? Let's not forget that. And that's how I forget now, you know, you know, since he's been the president, him talking about, yes, the wall. The wall. Let's keep these immigrants out. The wall. Let's not forget about him calling these countries like Haiti and countries in Africa shithole countries, but yet praising countries like Norway or whatever, you know? Let's not forget that. Let's not forget someone who whose vice president, Mike Pence, is so anti-LGBTQ that the guy still believes in conversion therapy. 
it's 2018. And my man was out there talking about, like, he believed in the conversion therapy. What the fuck? You know? So when we see Kanye on here talking about how he and Donald Trump share um, dragon energy, I love my brother. I may not agree with everything he says, but I love my brother. I love him. You have to question that. You have to question these tweets. Yes, he's putting out, he put out a list of albums that are coming out. Yes, Pusha T's album, Tiana Taylor, his album, his album with Cuddy, you know? Okay, that's all well and good. But the key, the, well, the thing that I'm focusing on here are the messages that are being put out. Like me, listen, I'm all about love. I have no problem with loving people for who they are, human beings. So if you want to embrace Donald Trump as a human being and express love that way, I understand that position. But when you're out here, you know, talking about all your free thought and we shouldn't demonize those who think differently from us, then you're right. We shouldn't. We're all different out here. We all come from different backgrounds and we all have our own perspectives. And I don't care if you're Democrat, Republican, or whatever, independent, it doesn't matter. We're all part of the same gang. And I know I was guilty of, like, being anti-Republican during the Trump election because I couldn't separate the man from the party. And I was wrong for that, you know, because there are some cool Republicans out there, you know what I'm saying, who don't fuck with 45. You feel me? Old carrot skin, head ass, 45. I understand it completely now. So, you know, you, you know, you make your mistakes and you keep going. You grow that way. But here's the thing. Kanye posted a picture of, like, himself wearing a MAGA hat, Make America Great Again hat. And he showed, oh, my God, I got it. I got it autographed. Bro, are you serious? If you're trolling, family, I want to know how far this is going to go. How deep in the rabbit hole are you planning to go with this shit? You know? What's going to happen? What's the next surprise? So I'm waiting on this interview he has with Charlamagne because I want to hear what he has to say. Just so I can try to figure out the psyche of Mr. West. Because I would love to know. But my favorite moments today, um, he made a tweet about how Obama, when he was in office, he didn't do anything to change Chicago or nothing in Chicago had changed, right? And people were like, oh, shit. What? Right? But his homie, GLC, um, for those who don't know GLC, GLC was around from the original OG Get Music days. When it was GLC, Really Though, Consequence, Common, um, John Legend, Sara, when it was like, you know, those cats backed by Ivan Jasper, Don C, you know, that whole collective of people, right? And he said to him, he said, brother, he said, things have changed, man. So you left here 17 years ago. Come home and, and check it out for yourself. So, you know, the only people who I've seen talk about Chicago's in shambles, Chicago this, Chicago that, was Trump and his supporters. Like, zeroing in on 
Chicago, but there was crime everywhere, you know? But it was just an easy target, you know? And for Kanye, it was like, for someone who famously says she doesn't read books, I'm like, dog, it shows. And I don't know, it's like, you get to a point as you get older where you have to understand that we place these people on pedestals. We treat these celebrities, these artists like gods. We give them this power. So the, so with everybody like retweeting him, retweeting his insane tweets, we're giving Kanye power. And if you're affected by what he says so much and it really bothers you, I almost want to say ignore him. Like you don't gotta retweet the shits. You don't gotta read what he says. Feed into what he does. Because obviously it's some kind of pull for attention. Especially when you mention you got albums coming out. Like, come on, man. It's like at this point in time, it's like you gotta see the game before the game is even played. You know, you gotta peep what's up. You gotta peep what's out there. And let me tell you something. Like, I've seen all the tweets that Kanye's put out, you know, and as wacky as they are, you know, and as wrong as some feel to me, you know, I got to let it go. I can't let it consume me. And that's the problem with social media, period. We get so caught up in the business and the words of others, we tend to lose ourselves. Like every other day, no, I'm sorry, not every other day, every day is some form of new internet outrage. And it's disgusting. I'm on Facebook and I see cats who I once thought were like respectable people. You know, I once thought like, okay, this guy seems like he's mentally there, he's on point. These cats are like Joanna the Scammer. They live for the drama. They live to post up like an article about this person or that person just so they can talk bad about them, just so they can diss them. You know, so, so they're their legion of like of Facebook like acolytes can go on there and bash and drag people like, yeah, he sucks, yeah, he sucks. And it's like you guys are a bunch of dickheads. Like you waste all your time online trying to bring other people down or talk about people because you don't like so and so, whatever. Like, you clown ass niggas, man. And what's the point? And part of my uses of the N-word, you know, I try not to use it as much. It's a bad habit. But, you know, when it comes down to social media, it's too much access. It's too much. It's sensory overload. I repeat, sensory overload, sensory overload. It's too much going on for us. And when you see Kanye doing what he's doing, like, when, when, as soon as you see those tweets, you should know, whoop, turn off. Turn off. Unfollow them. Don't look at them. Or just get off the computer and go outside, do something. Go read a book. Go jog. Go have an orgy or something. You know what I mean? Nice menage in a garage. You know? Do something. Because the more you focus on the actions of other people, the less you take time to focus on what you're doing for yourself and your life. You know, I'll probably say you know like a thousand times. Another bad habit, breaking that shit too. 
Anyway, when it comes down to the world that we're in, we have to do a better job of seeing things what they really are rather than what we want them to be. And seeing people who they really are rather than who we want them to be. You see Kanye West, people want Kanye West to be the savior in music. You want them to be to remain for them to remain like this voice for hip hop, for the black community. But as we see right now, he's not that. And that's cool. You let that be that and keep moving. You know, like and also I don't wanna give I don't wanna hear people talk about, yo, yeah, his views is fucked up, but I don't care about that. I just want to hear the music. I'm like, dude, like, I'm tired of people doing that shit. I did the same shit with R. Kelly and anybody else out there who was wilding out. It's like, listen, you can't tell me, like, yeah, I don't like his views, but I'm wait for that album. The fuck we talk about online. I want to hear that album. I'm like, dude, if I hear the album, I'll hear it, but, like, I'm not breaking my neck to go check it out because I need to know once the Charlemagne interview comes out, what kind of person am I dealing with? What kind of person am I giving my money to and supporting? You know, because like I said, I don't, I'm not subscribing to the shit that he's talking about right now. Like, aligning yourself with Trump is a no-go. And I, and I don't dig none of that. The policies, the ideas, none of that. But like I said, his political affiliations, whether he's Republican or not, whatever, do what you want. I don't care, but you can't be out here siding with somebody who's a bum, straight up bum. That's how I feel about it. That's what it is. All right, y'all. This was my um, my quickie for the week. I prepare my mind for this upcoming Atlanta episode. Love y'all. Catch me in the streets out here when you see me. You know. At King Mike Bion on Instagram, at King Mike Bion on Twitter. You can find me on www.mikebayon on, uh, pardon me, www.mikebayon.com. Um, you know, that's my personal blog. Find me out here, whatever, man. Let's have a conversation. Let's talk. But until then, weird is the new black, always and forever. And I'm out this piece. Win.